Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Good morning and congratulations. You made it. Give yourself a pat on the back. It is Friday, January 20th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We begin this hour talking about Donald Trump. He said that Joe Biden was getting the white glove treatment with an establishment special counsel after classified documents were found in his home. So the white glove treatment simply means handling your client's needs with exceptional care and attention. In contrast, he said his case was being handled by a war crimes prosecutor and he was slamming the double standard. So he says he got a special prosecutor while Biden just got a lawyer. Okay, so we're going to play you this clip, video clip that he posted yesterday, and my wife and I watched this in real time, so we watched it together having not seen it, Mm -hmm. and there are points in it where we were just laughing, just laughing, and it's hilarious the things, the way he says things and the way he does things, but then you realize he still could be the Republican nominee Mm -hmm. for president, and- Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's funny in the sense of if he weren't actually maybe going to be the Republican nominee for president again. I mean, just referring to yourself in the third person. I mean, it, I I can't do it justice. Just Kevin, just whenever you're ready, let just let it fly. We have two standards of justice in our country, one for people like you and me and one for the corrupt political class, of which there are many. At the very same moment when my ultra-secure Mar-a-Lago home was raided by the FBI, Joe Biden was harboring classified documents in his China-funded Penn Center and his unsecured garage. Right on the floor, piles of paper. The floor was probably very wet and damp, as many garages are. Yet while I'm being persecuted by Trump-hating special counsel, I call them special prosecutors, but this one in particular is a prosecutor and a Trump deranged person. They prosecute all sorts of things. He prosecuted war crimes and war criminals. Joe Biden, in the meantime, is being given white glove treatment by a establishment hack who tried to cover up the Russia hoax. He actually tried to cover it up. It's a travesty. Biden lied to the American people and weaponized the Justice Department, or as I call it, the Injustice Department, to go after me for the very crime he actually committed. And he wasn't president, so he didn't have the right to declassify, as I did. The difference is that while I did everything right, I did nothing wrong. Biden did everything wrong. The boxes hoax should be dropped immediately against President Trump, when I return to the White House, we will end the era of partisan witch hunts, restore equal justice under the law, and get back to government that delivers for the American people. And I mean securing our borders, creating millions and millions of jobs just like before, growing wages, stopping violent crime, and making our country great again. 
That's what we want to do. Make America great again. Thank you. Casey Daniels says that he's not wrong. <laughs> Casey Daniels says he is getting different treatment. It's, it's like if you watch the video, he'll say something and he's being trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And it is funny. If you weren't, if you were an actor and you weren't really the guy who wants to be the president, and he'll say things in a way like when he's talking about the wet floor right. or whatever, the wet garage floor. Like what? what? Am I wrong by saying I just I expect more? It's fine what he's saying. Like the premise of what he's saying mm-hmm. is fine, but it's just always some giganto smartass production from him, and it's like. This is why you are not the president right now. It's just stuff like this. He's not being taken seriously. And you expect more out of your presidential candidate. He is not wrong in the in the premise of what he's saying, which is that Joe Biden is getting markedly different, better treatment than he's getting. Mm Hundred percent not wrong. But when you're talking, when you're just the wet floor, probably very wet, <laughs> and then referring to yourself in the third person, and it's just like, dude, can't you just be normal? <laughs> no, you know what? I was speaking with my mom last night, seventy-nine-year-old mom, and her big concern was that he is getting different treatment, and this is coming from a a political person. I mean, she's informed, but not overly passionate one way or the other. We've never really talked about politics a whole lot, but her concern was, oh boy, the way they're they treated Trump so much differently. And I have a feeling that that is resonating with a lot of people and he's just echoing that sentiment. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the other big news is that uh, supposedly Trump is considering a return Mm -hmm. to Twitter. Yeah. And possibly even Facebook. Where are we with that? Uh, Do you want him to go back on Twitter? Well. Do we want him posting on his own behalf? Um. This is my question on this because for our show, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely, I want <laughs> Donald Trump back Selfishly. on Twitter. I want him to have a lifetime VIP membership on Twitter. Mm-hmm. However, for the betterment of Donald Trump, and if indeed he does somehow become the uh, Republican nominee for president, I'm not sure that would be the best thing for him because self-control is not exactly in the Trump Mm -hmm. vernacular. And I think, again, the less you see Trump, the more you might be apt to say, well, maybe it wasn't so bad under Trump. The more you see Trump, the more people get reminded why they didn't want him. I would originally I thought, okay, no, he should turn that account over to somebody else and have them post on his behalf. But the more I thought about it, because that's what Joe Biden does. When you see a tweet come out from the White House, you just know it's it's a staffer who's posting that and it's just watered down. It's very vanilla. Sure. But with Trump, I kind of like the idea that the words are coming from him, kafafel and all. I do. I, you I, know I, that it's him that is speaking and not some lackey. I, I agree. But he does not have that sweet spot of 
like between the porridge being too mm-hmm. cold, which is Joe Biden, and the porridge being too hot, which is Trump, he's incapable of dialing it down and he, somebody needs to save him from himself, right? I'm, I am talking from a purely, look, this is what the American people have now repeatedly said at the ballot box. Mean tweets. I'm not saying it's right. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't vote that way. I certainly don't vote whether things are going to hurt my feelings or what some guys mean on Twitter or whatever. I vote on the policies and how they affect me and my family. But the reality is that the American people have said they have had enough of the Trump routine. And we all know, I mean, especially after he came, remember he came and said, I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Good for you. You're not going back. And on your Trump truth, social, whatever, like seven people can see you. So that's even better. But you know, once he gets back on there... It's going to be the same dog and pony show. He won't have the self-control that's needed. Exactly. Elon Musk said that he thinks the Biden administration might try to weaponize federal agencies against Twitter if Trump returns to the platform. All right, Casey. Yeah. I want to take a break. Okay. And then when we come back, Mm -hmm. I, you know, Hammer and Nigel play that game of am I a horrible person? (laughs) And so I have a question about if wanting to do something and I'm going to do something if this makes me a horrible person. Okay. Uh, That's on the way from 93 WIBC. You lucked out. Yes. It was going to be Harry Chapin Day. Well, that's a terrible thing to say. You didn't yeah. luck out the day. Yeah, that, Crosby was, that died. was awful. <laughs> but you're still getting Harry Chapin Day. Okay. Thanks for the warning. Instead, <laughs> we'll focus on the birds and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. It is 20 min- min- 21 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's take a look at some trending stories. After 23 seasons, Mike Bray, the winningest coach in Notre Dame men's basketball history, has decided that this season will be his last. Okay, so you're the residential Notre Dame expert because mm-hmm. you lived all those years in South Bend. Mm-hmm. So don't be Have a- I met Mike Bray? Yes, many times. Okay, so here's the thing, though. What? And I don't mean to be mean because I know you love Notre Dame athletics. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about anything Notre Dame that isn't football. <laughs> You don't think so? If you unless twenty three years, the wing winning his no, coach no, in Notre Dame nobody, history. Nobody cares. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. It's notable he hasn't won a lot of games. But mm-hmm. I'm saying, and this is a debate I've seen going on on many, many various sports networks, etc. Mm-hmm. Which is they're trying to make this out like it's a big deal, and the average person would not be able to pick Mike Bray out from Mike. I'm drawing a blank on any other famous mics. That's a really long tenure, 23 it years. It is. I get it. But it is It is like, uh, here's an example. For years and years and years, they've tried to make IU football relevant. Mm-hmm. And they have d- kind of like discarded the basketball program or tried to make it as equal to everything else. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be that, right? Like IU basketball is always going to be king. And it's ridiculous the university ever tried to make it not king. Same thing at Notre Dame. I understand they have a great hockey team. Mm-hmm. I understand they have um, numerous times had a great baseball team. And if your child plays hockey or baseball at Notre Dame, you should be very proud. 
Nobody cares. <laughs> and in basketball, like it's like you are just killing time in between football seasons if it's Notre Dame. It is so cold at basketball season up there, too. Oh, I bet it's terrible. <laughs> Walking into the joists. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but do you know what Mike Bray used to do before pa- practices? What? He would go get a Starbucks and smoke a cigar. Well, look, the guy won a lot of games mm-hmm. and he had. Well, look, Digger Phelps was a great coach, too, who was the coach before. Mike Bray, right? I'm sure there was mm-hmm. a coach in between. I'm, you'll have to excuse me. I'm not an expert on Notre Dame basketball history, but let's face it. It's not like, well, this was a program no one had ever heard of, and then Mike Bray lifted it up out of the ashes mm-hmm. of awfulness. I mean, Digger Phelps was a phenomenal, phenomenal coach who won all sorts of big games. And my favorite thing when I was a kid, Casey, yeah. was Coke had a local commercial that ran, I, I'm sure, just only in Indiana. And it was like, Bob Knight was for Diet Coke. Gene Cady was for Coke. I may have switched those up. Mm-hmm. And Digger Phelps was Sprite because Notre Dame was green. And there was some commercial where they were all in it together and you picked your favorite team. And I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to mention that because I enjoyed seeing that commercial when I was a little kid. Well, speaking of Coke, Culver's, the restaurant, says that the restaurant train is switching from Pepsi to Coke products. Okay, so this is interesting. However, Dr. Pepper remains. Okay, this is interesting because Culver has terrible soda, and I don't know if it's the carbonation Mm -hmm. or the syrup or whatever. It's the Pepsi. Yeah. No, I I know you're a Pepsi fan. Yeah, Pepsi's fine. I'm so excited about this because I like Culver's a lot. It's my favorite fast food burger joint. And they're switching to Coke, which you know is my flavor. Yeah, but here's the but like when I go to the Browns for Dairy Queen, Mm -hmm. the the I make the mixed drink. What do they call that? That's a suicide, right? Mm -hmm. Um I don't have that problem. I go to the Culver's and it's awful. And so I don't know what the deal is with Culver's. So I'm worried for you, Casey. I I know this is your thing. You're going to have the terrible experience with Coke that I have had with the Pepsi at the Culver's. I'll let you know if it turns out good. Okay. Okay. But they will be keeping Dr. Pepper because it's a completely different distributor. Oh, that's wild. Finally trending, Monica Lewinsky. She was marking 25 years since the Clinton scandal. 25 years. How is she doing it? By writing an essay for Vanity Fair about all of the lessons that she's learned. (laughs) 25 minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we alluded to this with the bumper music. Of course, uh, David Crosby, it was announced that he passed away. He actually passed away on Tuesday, I believe. Wednesday. Wednesday, two days ago. He was 81 years old. His wife released a statement saying, it is with great sadness after a long illness that our beloved David Crosby has passed away. And that surprised a lot of people because he was still very active on his Twitter account just earlier this week. Yeah, he had done this weird thing where about a year ago or whatever, he had declared himself, I'm too old to tour anymore. I'm going to keep making music. Then Mm -hmm. he came back and said, "Ah, I recant that. I want to get back out on tour again. And then they described it as a prolonged illness. But people were like, prolonged illness? He was still throwing grenades on social Mm -hmm. media, you know, a a couple days ago. So very odd. Uh, I will say the birds now, and I'm not speaking ill of the dead when I say this, But I don't give any credit for the birds because they just covered a bunch of Bob Dylan songs. So I'm moving the birds out of this equation. I know that's going to light some people's souls on fire. Mm -hmm. But the two best bird songs are My Back Pages and Turn, 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 Mm -hmm. which are Bob Dylan songs. So sorry, that doesn't count. You were just good singers. However, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then later Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, 
yes, obviously phenomenal, one of the upper echelon of all time recording groups. Yeah, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. And now I posed this question to you last night and I never got an answer. So it leads me to believe that you didn't know the answer. I probably wasn't paying attention. Turn, 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 number one song, right? Yes. There's been one other song that went to number one on the charts that repeated the same word in the title. Like turn, turn, turn. Do you know what the other song Did you song actually was? ask me this last night? I did. I don't you, recall this I'm at all. I'm sure you, just, I don't you blew me off accordingly. Well, I don't, I don't, you, here's the problem. When I get in a group text with you guys, there just starts <laughs> too much stuff just keeps coming at me. It's a lot of nonsense, And I mostly. can't keep up with all of it, and then I just lose interest. So I'm sorry if I missed that last <laughs> night. In the, uh, I have no idea. What is it? Say, say, say. Is that Ringo? Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney. Was Michael close. Jackson. Oh, Turn, 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 and say, say, That's say. That's some incredible data. There, there you go. Hey, speaking of what else is incredible, mm-hmm. well, we've got Kurt Darling with the news coming up. It's he's on not, the he's way. not in the booth yet, so I assume he knows he has the news coming up. Yeah. And then, yes, we got a great guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, I think it's safe to say, the only guy who is universally beloved in the state house, <laughs> Matt Barnes. How does he do it? Matt Barnes, who is the chaplain at the Indiana State House, will be our guest. He is the greatest guy in the history of ever, and he will be with us to talk about praying for people who. Some of us might go, well, that's difficult to pray for that person. Mm -hmm. Not for Matt. (laughs) All right. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And you know, Casey, yeah. we've been trying to find more positivity on the show lately. Mm-hmm. And that's a little hard sometimes <laughs> when we talk about state government. But I've really, in a kinder, gentler me, mm-hmm. have looked to find the good right. in what goes on down there. And, well, there's one guy. It's a very noble effort. Well, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I really am trying to grow in the new year. But there is one guy who has found a way, and when you meet this guy, you're going to say, well, that was pretty obvious, who is like universally liked over at 200 West Washington. Are you talking about the vending machine guy? Well, he might be universally liked <laughs> too. Also the guy that keeps me out of the state house on the security detail. But this guy, his name is Matt Barnes. He is the chaplain mm-hmm. at the Indiana State House. Matt, how's it going? It's going well. I don't know. Walter at the vending machine guy may be more popular than <laughs> I am. You may be correct, Casey. His name is Walter? His name's Walter. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. I got more more out of this interview than I ever expected. <laughs> so now a bunch of people are going to go to the state house on Monday when yeah. they're back in session. Go, hey, where's Walter? Where's, where's Walter? Walter? <laughs> so tell, so tell, tell us, Matt. Tell us what the chaplain does at the Indiana State House. Well, the chaplain basically it's like a pastor um, at a church, but um, my folks that I love and care about are are in that building, and I've been there for this is my nineteenth session, Rob, and so I've been there since two thousand and four, and so yes, I am now old enough to where now when people come in, I have to I help show the legislators where the bathrooms are and everything. So it's I just try to be that person to help. I'm there to help. But it's a little bit of a flip on the old Reagan quote. Um, I am not from the government. But I am here to help. Uh, so, and, and, and I've seen, because we were friends on Facebook, you actually had a full head of hair when you started. Rob, I didn't know if you were going to bring that up. Um, 
Wow, yes. Uh, you know, when I... It's exactly hey, right. you know what, Matt? So did he. Well, you know, but, but clearly radio must be a little better than in the political arena because you somehow figured out how to keep it. Well, thanks to We Grow Hair Andy. I, it was, yeah, none of it, none of it was your mine, plug. Matt. Hey, I was setting you up. That you, was your softball, my you friend. You were great. Matt Barnes, he is the Indiana uh, chaplain at the Indiana State House, is our guest. So this is so cool how you became the chaplain. I love this story, Tell. Yeah, so it's not unlike my friend. When I first started in 2004, I had a friend in um, Kentucky, and I called him up, and I was like, how did you get started in this? He said, well, I walked in, I, I told him I was the chaplain, they believed me, and I stayed. <laughs> now, that, that is not what I did, um, but that's what he did. When I walked in, I just started asking people, hey, you know, um, can I speak with the chaplain? And they're like, well, we actually don't have a chaplain in the Indiana State. We've never had a chaplain in the Indiana State House, but we have this really nice chapel room. Mm. And so, we are the first state house in the nation to have a chapel room set aside inside the building. And so I went up to that room. They gave me a list of all 150 legislators. I didn't know a single one of them. One of them. I walked up to that room and began to pray for every one of them by name. And God just gripped my heart with a burden to get to know them and how I could pray for them better and how to pray for them personally. Uh, Matt Barnes, he's the Indiana State House chaplain, is our guest. So were people like what are you doing here? Like, did people walk in on you? And at what yeah. point did people say, I can't believe you're praying for that guy. He's done X, Y, and Z wrong. Well, first of all, Rob, I have yet to find an elected leader in the state of Indiana who wants to destroy the state of Indiana. I have yet to find them. Everybody oh, wants... Oh, I got a list, right? They, oh, no, 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 no. Here's, here's the thing. Everybody wants to do something good. We just disagree on yeah. how that good may occur. But nobody comes in there saying, I just can't wait to destroy the state of Indiana. And so, yes, there were hiccups along the way because clearly I am a nobody. I just walked in off the street just to say, hi, how can I pray for you? I didn't know a soul. I was 27 years old at the time. Thankfully, my hair was receding, so they thought I was a little older. I wore a suit. Um, but yes, the very first Bible study I attended, there was a Bible study for legislators there, and the first one I attended, I was kicked out of. And um, they're like, who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm just Matt Barnes. I was invited by a senator to come. And they're like, that's nice, but this is for legislators only. And so we're going to ask you to leave. I had never been kicked out of a Bible study before. That was a whole new experience. Well, I'll imagine that. <laughs> Can it you ha- imagine? It happens at the State House. You, well, th- 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 and that's the most Indiana government thing ever, and I know you can't say this, so I will, <laughs> that the guy's here to pray for you, and they say, nope, out. <laughs> yeah, but Rob, uh, you you know this as well as I. Everybody that walks in the State House, some people are just different, and they just looked at me like, who are you? <laughs> so, Matt, is this like a full-time gig? You're there all the time. You're yeah. there only when they're in session, and what do you consider to be your responsibilities. No, that's great. I, I am there year-round. And so what we do is uh, we have a Monday morning prayer time every Monday morning. Anybody's welcome before hours. And then we have a we have several lunchtime uh, Bible studies. And then through the week, we're also just meeting, whether it's in session, we're there about, you know, it's, it's almost we live there. And we have a team there. And uh, I have a colleague, Pam Russell there, our, ch- our chaplain there as well. And so we have a whole team. And what we do is we just care about the whole person there. And as you might imagine, there are a lot of pressures and stressors there at the state house, and whether it be from staffers to legislators. And so we want to come alongside them and just listen. Uh, so many times there are things that happen in their lives they're not able to share publicly, or even maybe with a lot of people back home. And so we are that pastoral care that's able to listen and things stay in the locked box with us. Tell us how you put you're kind of funded because you have a lot of outside help that does not involve the taxpayers well we have zero taxpayer help. Uh, i knew you were going to say that i'd love it well you know i um i understand uh, now why you're rob's favorite (laughs) 
<laughs> Connecting the dots. It yes. all makes well, sense. So, uh, yeah, and that's why I, I was alluding to that old uh, Reagan quote. Yes, we are not funded by state government. We we just we feel like that um, if God wants work to happen in the state house, then God will pay for it with God's people. And so they are. So people across the state of Indiana uh, chip in, and uh, we don't even fundraise. Um, we just go out and share with people what we do. They find value in it, and they keep sending us. They keep sending us back there year over year, and it's quite an honor and a privilege. Do you find that there's maybe one particular person or people that you pray more for? <laughs> you know, there was a senator. He said, "Is it wrong? Is it wrong to ask a chaplain it's a good to question. spill no, the tea?" It's a, it's a good question. In fact, one senator he told me one time. He says, "Matt, you know, you minister in this arena here, and this is there are more sinners per capita in this building." <laughs> and I, I did have to gently correct him that Scripture says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So it was a gentle correction. But yes, there are, there are many there are many needs. And quite honestly, Casey, it's a great question because these are people. Politicians are people. And they hurt, they feel, they bleed the same as you and I. You just heard the story out of Florida with the congressman who, uh, he was cutting a limb out of his yeah. tree. Stuby, right? Yes. He was cut, cutting a limb and he fell and he was in inten- intensive care the past couple days. Mm-hmm. Those types of things happen because these are people. Uh, you just, ran, just this morning, the, the uh, Martin Carbaugh out of Fort Wayne, Representative Carbaugh, there was someone in his neighborhood, it was a murder-suicide, and that, and he had to tell his kids that your friend, you know, is... is uh, He's not. He's not coming back. And just those are those are the things. So I was texting with Representative Carbaugh this morning. Those are the things that we do as a chaplain team, caring about the people, the things you may not see on the news. So but, you are the most important person there. It sounds like. Oh no doubt. And he's also the most likable. Mm-hmm. And he's done the less damage, least amount of damage. Sorry, Matt. Go <laughs> you ahead. You guys are <laughs> way over the top. Hyperbole much here, guys? <laughs> no. I I just I just want to serve. I want to help, and that's what our team wants to do. So we do lots of events. Just last. Last week, Rob and Casey, we had um, a statehouse prayer service, the 19th annual statehouse prayer service, where we had hundreds, literally 500 plus Hoosiers came to the statehouse to pray with their leaders and for their leaders. And so we had different folks praying at the leaders of all three branches of government prayed from the podium at that event. And, and it was just an amazing thing that in Indiana, we can do one thing together, at least at the start of session, the very first day, we can all pray together anyway. Uh, Matt Barnes is our guest. He's the uh, chaplain for the state of Indiana. Um, okay, so how how do people give to you? Like, what is there? Is there a website or like what do they do? We do have a website. Um, it's called thepsp.org. Our, our organization. Uh, what is we, it? We called it Public Servants Prayer, and so the website is thepsp. So t h e p s p. dot o r g. And on that website, what you're going to see right away, the front, the main page, when you pull it up, is three leaders to pray for. We give you their faces and their names. We do not share their party. Now, um, what, (laughs) you know, I I don't want prayers to be too biased. Um, And so we just pray for them out. We go through them alphabetically. Mm. And several years ago, we obtained the data on all 8,000 legislators nationwide. So on public servants prayer, on DPSP, you can go to any state in the nation. Three leaders to pray for every single day. So it's every day, every legislator, every state, and we're praying for them. So we're changing the tone of politics, at least the tone of Christians and their leaders, um, through prayer. That's our goal. So thepsp.org. It's a great question, Rob. Uh, and I saw Matt the other day out and about, and Matt was on my community radio show that I had years ago, and mm-hmm. I was Casey. I was so. Uh, I was so sweet and innocent back then. And I I asked Matt, I said, would you like to come on our show now? And his eyes got great big and he said, 
Of course, Rob. <laughs> of course, I'd like to come on. Yeah, what is the where? Where do you see the future of the chaplain service in the state house? I assume you're always saying, "Hey, we'd like to do this better. We'd like to do that better." Absolutely, we're looking at the different demographics of the state house, just like any pastor would. And so, what we're looking at. So, uh, we brought on a women's chaplain. We just recently that was 12 years ago, and Pam Russell is an incredible chaplain there, and um, brought on an executive assistant a couple years ago. But then we just brought on this past year a judicial prayer director, because um, we can interact fairly frequently with elected leaders. They, um, they're they in the hallways, they're they're standing for election, they're interacting with people. The judicial branch is, is necessarily a more secluded branch. And so we brought on a, a lady, her, her husband, uh, Vicki Moffmer's husband, was a judge in Cass County for many, many years, 19 years, I believe, before he passed away tragically. And so she has now joined us as our judicial prayer director. And so she is specifically reaching out to the judicial branch and letting them know, hey, we care about you as well. And um, and talk about being in a locked box, whatever conversation she has, stay right there. And she's doing a great job. And so we're just looking at the different, different demographics. Today, um, we're going to go over and um, we have our Bible study at noon. Um, and then we're going to be speaking to uh, the staff and just sharing with the staff. As you know, there are a lot of young people there. And, um, and there are a lot of stressors. So we just want to be that person that says, hey, we care about you and uh, if we're here to help you. So we're speaking to today at staff meeting. Matt Barnes, who is the chaplain at the State House, is joining us. And before we let you go, I would like to impose something, put you on the spot if I can. Sure, it won't be the first time. I'm hoping that maybe you can give the Kendall and Casey show and our listeners a quick prayer or blessing. Oh, well, I would be honored to do that. Yeah. Absolutely, Casey. Um, Rob, are, are we wrapping up? Oh, here? yes. You know, the, I was, I, go I, I really was. Go out. <laughs> that, is, that is a high note. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. If you want to also throw in something about property tax reform in there, that'll be fine, too. <laughs> Pray for that. <laughs> go and, ahead, And for Rob. this congregation. Yes, yes. Definitely. There's a congregation everywhere. I will certainly, I'm honored to. Thank you, Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father God, we, we come before you. Thank you for this opportunity just to share um, with the people across the state of Indiana. And a state that you love, you care about these people in the sound of my voice. Lord, I do thank you for the people that serve right down the street. And while we may have disagreements, we all recognize that we are created in your image. And so, Father, I pray for this show as well. I pray for Kendall and Casey. Lord, I pray that you would help them as you would give them your words. And in your word, it says, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Matt Barnes, the website, one more time, if you want to help out, because the work you do there is phenomenal. Thank you, Rob. It's thepsp.org, T-H-E-P-S-P.org. Matt Barnes, thank you, my friend. Thank You're you. listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning, and it's 10 minutes in front of 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC featuring the music of David Crosby all morning long. Would you like to take this opportunity now? Yeah, how I was right. And people <laughs> want to try to be smart. And I was still right. The premise of what I was saying was still right. The premise. The premise. The the reason I said it was still correct. Yeah. So I had said that the birds, mm-hmm. we should not, we can play the birds. It's fine. But I don't give the birds a lot of credit for anything because their best stuff were was cover mm-hmm. my back pages which was a bob dylan song and i inadvertently said turn 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 was also a bob dylan song it was not it was a pete Seeger song mm-hmm. but the premise is still the same that they, it was not written by the they birds. just took someone else's work and 
did it for themselves. I don't get that, that, no credit for that. Okay. So uh, people trying to, ha ha, got him. I was still right. It wasn't their song. Doesn't matter whose song it was before. It wasn't your song. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about this LIV golf tournament. They've reached a TV deal. And that puts the Saudi back tour on the air. I know you're excited about this. So this is my question for you and Kevin of does this make me a horrible person? Because I will totally. So the the LIV Golf is the is the group that's backed by the Saudi mm-hmm. Wealth Fund. Mm-hmm. They have paid some of the best golfers in the world exorbitant amounts of money to leave the PGA Tour and go to this this tour they've started. They now have a deal with the CW Network, which, okay, that's not CBS, it's not NBC, it's not uh, ABC, but you will still, many homes, most homes will be able to get, gets the CW Network, and you'll be able to watch this. Mm -hmm. I will not only watch this, Mm -hmm. I will enjoy watching this. And so my question to you and Kevin, Mm -hmm. knowing who is funding this... Am I? Should I feel bad that I'm going to enjoy watching this because I'm not enjoying watching the Saudis? I'm enjoying watching the golfers, the guys who I had previously mm-hmm. enjoyed watching when they were on the PGA Tour. Yet I'm made to believe we are now made to believe that anything that has anything to do with Saudi Arabia, you're a horrific person. So am I a bad guy here? No, you're supporting the sport and you're supporting the golfers. Yeah, you're not supporting the Saudis. Yeah, that's what I think. That's yeah. what I think, Kevin. Are you in love with the game of golf? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not in love with the game. I enjoy the game of golf. I say you watch it. Yeah, that's because I want to see Bryson DeChambeau hit a 350-yard drive. Mm-hmm. I want want to see Cam Smith, who just won the British Open, play golf. I enjoy seeing these guys do the game that better than anybody else mm-hmm. in the world. Now, there are obviously still great players on the PGA Tour, but everything now is, you know, it's like uh, – if you if if we don't like the country that it involves, you should feel like a terrible person for enjoying it. And I don't think I should feel bad for watching the same guys that just a year ago Love I was it. enjoying watching on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Don't punish yourself. This is not the crown prince of Saudi Arabia that I'm enjoying watching play golf. Right. Why should I... Why should I feel bad about who's signing their check? They're still doing the same thing. And... The thing about the LIV tour is they're playing a bunch of courses that previously haven't had tournaments. Yeah. So part of it for me, and we talked about this before, is I enjoy looking at the courses. I just enjoy many times watching the courses, and these are courses I otherwise would not get to see. So they're going to kick off their season on February 24th through the 26th in Mexico. Now, is that a course that you've ever seen? Uh, I don't know which course it is, but if it's not on it's a regular... It's golf course. I'm uh, not familiar with it, so I'm excited about that. I am a golf nerd mm-hmm. and so this now and I weird way I feel like it gives me double the the fun because now I still get to see all the best players and I'll get two sets of courses and there are two sets of tours and they have different rules on the LIV tour they only play 54 holes and they play in teams so okay I'm feeling much better about this because I was feeling dirty even going when I saw it I go okay, cool, now they're going to be on TV, I can watch them. And I thought, well, should I feel bad as an American? And then I thought, wait a second, our country buys oil from Saudi Arabia, Mm -hmm. our country sells arms to Saudi Arabia, there are all sorts of multi-billion dollar business transactions, it's not illegal to do business with Saudi Arabia, why should I feel bad? 
Greg Norman has not, they haven't really released the financial details of it. He has said that it is mutually beneficial on both sides. But rather than think of it as Saudi-backed, maybe think that you're supporting the CW, the Next Star Media Group. I'm I'm not lying to myself, Casey, nor my audience. I'm supporting (laughs) golf. I like watching these guys play golf. You two have confirmed. It's okay. I'm totally in the I'm totally in the right here. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.